Hi, y'all. Um, happy, today's Sunday for me. So I'm going to say happy Sunday. Um, when you listen to this or when this comes out, it will be Thursday. But for me, it's Sunday. And um, today I don't have a guest on here with me. Um, they, uh, the guest that I was supposed to have on here today ended up getting sick. So we are going to reschedule and they'll be back with me later on. Um, later on in April. And so today I'm really just kind of getting on here to talk, to share, um, maybe introduce myself a little bit more than what I have done so far, you know, for the past month and a half, month and a half, almost two months at this point, I have been, um, doing this and talking to my friends, talking to my family and it has been fantastic. I am just absolutely loving this. And being able to introduce my family to you all and my friends to you all in hopes that, you know, you love them too, like I do, and that their stories have been, you know, influential, have been educational, have been entertaining, and, um, or whatever else in between that it may be. And so this week I was kind of like, oh, do I not have, uh, you know, do I not do one this week? Or do I just replay one that we've heard over the past couple of weeks? But actually I just kind of felt like something a little bit different on my heart. And so today I've just kind of decided to sit down and kind of share my heart with you all. And I hope you stay with me and listen and maybe, you know, it, it touches you in a way or I don't know. I just, I, I hope that you all like it, I guess. <laughs> uh, but so I, I talked, you know, I probably said who I was in the past. You know, my name is Tia. I am a loan officer by trade. And a couple of other things that I do um, and who I am, I want to share. So I am a middle child. I have an older sister and an older brother. I have an older brother, sister, and I have a younger sister. So I am the middle child um, of four and um, love my siblings very much. They're my favorite people. If they weren't my siblings, I would still choose them. <laughs> and then aside from that, um, you know, I'm a loan officer, I'm a sister, but there's a couple other things that I do that I kind of want to touch on, but I'm not going to stay there. We're not going to live there because there's just some things on my heart that I kind of want to talk about. But aside from that, me and my younger sister, we actually have an online clothing boutique, which is really fun and exciting for us. We, um, it's called Disse, which is, we don't speak French, but it's two sisters in French. So that is our clothing boutique. And we try to be like an all size inclusive um, boutique for women. And we try to get pieces out to the people where you can wear it to work or, you know, or it can transition to maybe like a nice weekend, you know, run around, run errands or like, you know, kind of if you want to get dressed up and go out, have fun, go on a date, go out with your girlfriends, whatever you need to do. So that is one of the things that I do that I I really quite enjoy it. Um, it's not stressful for me, I guess, if that makes sense. So we do that. It's not like a money maker or anything like that. It's more of kind of a fun thing for us. 
and you know and hopefully it grows into something else and you know if y'all want to ask me about that you can message me or whatnot but uh, we are on instagram it's called the sub boutique on instagram so there's that and then another thing that i actually just started doing is i am now a wine distributor with a uh, scout and seller and they are local to the dfw area but you know there's distributors nationwide and it is a clean crafted wine company and so you're probably like well what does that mean to you what does clean crafted mean well they make their wines or we make our wines with no extra additives so there's no added sugars in it there's no pesticides used in the growing of the grapes so they ensure you know all the grapes are tested before that before they're bottled up and distributed to make sure that there's no extra um, pesticides it's minimal sulfites and so it creates a wine that doesn't give you all the extra toxins in your systems that you know, so many other things do. And it's really tasty. <laughs> so there's that also. That's another thing that I've just started. So I'm learning about that. I'm learning about, you know, wines and how they're made and what it should taste like. Also, aside from wine, Scout and Cellar also does coffee. And y'all, I'm a coffee drinker. I'm a wine drinker. I'm a coffee drinker. I throw some water in there in the middle of the day most days. <laughs> so, but... um I am not that much of a grown-up where I um, drink my coffee black. I do need either creamer or sugar or both in my coffee. But when I tasted this coffee, I was able to drink it black and it did not bother me. It's so smooth. And one of the things that, because it is a clean crafted company, they test their coffee beans just like they test their their uh, grapes for the wine. And they ensure that there's no none of that bad stuff in the coffee also um you know it is a mold free uh sometimes coffee can have mold in it that might be a shocker to you all like it was to me but sometimes coffees can have mold which makes it more acidic that's when you get that like acidic taste to your coffee that makes a lot of people not care for coffee so if y'all want to know more about that you can you know dm me all the links to what i'm doing what i'm doing with my sister what I'm doing individually. Um, everything is linked in the bio on the We Just Talking Instagram. And if you know me personally, you know, you can call me, you can text me, um, you can message me and, you know, we can talk a little bit more in depth about those things. But far above all those things that I'm doing, you know, my day-to-day -day life, one of the things that is just the most important to me and that I'm growing in and learning more about and just trying to be authentic and intentional about is my walk with the Lord and growing that relationship. And so when uh, my friends got, you know, sick and said that they couldn't come on, at first I was like, oh, I'm just going to give a life update and I'll talk about the sir and I'll talk about Scout and Seller and I'll just call it a day and, you know, go about my business and figure out, you know, do something different next week. But as I was driving to church this morning, I was kind of just like praying about what I should actually come on here and talk to you all about today. And um, I felt like the Lord kind of was speaking to me and telling me what I actually am supposed to talk about. And I'll kind of give you a little bit of context to that before I kind of get into it. So I'm going to just take a quick break and then we'll get into it. So, so um, 
what I feel like I'm supposed to kind of be sharing with y'all is a little bit more insight into who I am, to the person that I am today, kind of how I got to this and kind of like, I don't know, just, just a little insight, a little bit of knowledge, maybe whatnot. But first, I, I guess a couple of things that I want to say is, so I um, have known the Lord my entire life. I grew up in church. Um, I don't ever remember a time of not being in church, I guess you can say, you know, like there might be Sundays here or there that I was like, oh, I'm just too tired. I'm not going. But um, there's not ever been a time where I just like left left the church or whatnot. And so um, my relationship with the Lord or knowing who God was, is started as a young child because my sister, my youngest sister, she um, was born very early. And because she was born very early, she was in the hospital for a long time. And at, I was seven. There's seven year age difference between us. So at seven, I remember my mom saying, or my parents saying, hey, you know, your sister's going to be coming home soon. We just need to pray that she comes home soon. We're ready. And I, I remember this clear as a day, y'all day they were setting up the crib and you know putting the blankets in there and the sheets on it and getting it ready and my mom saying you know we we just need to pray for her to come home and so I'm a, I'm a child I'm in a, I'm an innocent child and I believe that if she said we need to pray for her to come home then we need to pray for her to come home so I remember getting down on my knees next to the bed and praying that the Lord would let my sister come home and I kid you not, y'all. I kid you not. The phone rang. It was like 8 p.m. at night. I remember it being in the middle of the night. And we lived in a little town called Scottsboro, Alabama. And my sister was in the hospital in Birmingham. They are not close to each other. It's like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive, right? I guess depending on how fast you drive. But um, they were like, come get your baby. And so... My mom was like, what just happened here? It's like, you know, you need to pray more often or whatever. But I was I was a child. I was a child. And so I just was like, well, this is what you said, do. You said prayer. And clearly the Lord answers our prayers. And so for me, I have held on from the age of seven until here I am now, I'm 40 years old. I have held on to that childlike faith. Uh, you know, the Lord hears our prayers and he answers our prayers. Now, does it always happen that we say a prayer, you know, we get down on our knees, we get next to our bed and we pray and five minutes later, we have an answer and the answer that we actually like want in the manner in that we want it, that doesn't always happen, you know? Sometimes we can be praying for things for years and nothing ever changes or we're just praying, praying and like, you know, maybe something will happen, but it's not exactly what we prayed to happen, right? And so I don't want to say, you know, oh, all you got to do is just get down on your knees and it's going to, because one, we don't serve a genie God where, you know, we rub the lamp and um, we get our three wishes. But also, you know, sometimes the things that we pray for maybe not be in the will of God and that's why we don't get the answers. And so, you know, growing up and kind of maturing and 
uh, learning who who God is and learning what his character is and what he says. Um, it, it's been a journey. It has been a journey. But throughout that journey, I still never gave up on believing that I serve a God who answers prayer. That I serve a God that who hears my prayers. I serve a God who loves me. Like I have never lost that. And I'm so thankful that I have held on to that childlike faith into adulthood, right? And and um I've lived a couple of years and I've gone through experiences, but you know, I up until a, like my twenties, life was not rough. You know, I, I always say like the, I would say, oh, I've been through such hard pain. The hardest thing that I had gone through up until probably my early 20s was moving across state, leaving Alabama to come to Texas. That was the most traumatic thing really that had happened to me until, you know, I became an adult and I started, you know, making my own decisions and choices for myself. And not listening to what my mom is telling me to do because she's saying I've done this and it's not it doesn't it's not good. Don't you don't do it because I want to save you from X Y Z, right? But as I came became older, you know, in my twenties, I started like wanting to test my boundaries and get in relationships and you know just try out life for myself. And so you know I have had. Three, well, I won't say three. I'll say three. I've had three s serious relationships in, in you know, up until now. And um, I made compromises for myself, for my faith, for my relationship with Christ, for my relationship with my family that, you know, I'm not proud of that... If I had to listen to what my mom said, I probably wouldn't have done. Um, and, you know, things that I I always thought like, oh, the Lord is not pleased with this. He's not happy about this, you know. But I feel like also I had to walk down certain roads and certain streets just because that's what happens as you grow up, you know. And so last week when I talked um, with my friend when I talked to Chelsea, I called that episode, we just talking about walking and healing. And um, like you said, you know, I went through these relationships in my 20s, going into my 30s. And in each of these relationships, I like a piece of me broke off. Like I, I left some of me in each of these places, right? And honestly, I thought that the Lord had kind of dealt with me in that. And as um, I was driving to church this morning and kind of like praying about what I was supposed to talk about today and share with you all, I was thinking about healing and I feel like he whispered to me, you're not healed. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on, what? And I, I feel like I was able to accept that solely based off of what happened to me yesterday. And so yesterday, me and my sister went out to brunch with a friend, and she had a sister who's just new to town. Well, she's been here a little bit, but this was our first time meeting her. And so we were sitting there and just having good conversation, and, you know, conversation went towards faith. Um, we're all believers, you know, and just kind of talking about the things that we're struggling with. And um, 
she the Lord gave her a word for me. And it basically was like, you know, come to me, let me carry it. Like, give it to me. And I was like, I, I found myself getting emotional about it. And um, I know y'all saw me cry before <laughs> one of the episodes, but I am not an emotional person. And I used to be, I used to be, and I allowed myself to be hurt probably one too many times to where I put up a wall that said, I'm not going to be hurt anymore. And that is the area, you know, that I feel like I kind of wanted to talk about today is because if you know me, um, my life verse or like the verse that I quote, yes, I'll call it my life verse because I quote this regularly and it is the joy of the Lord is my strength. And it comes out of Nehemiah. It is uh, Nehemiah 18. And so um, what the full verse says is, uh, Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drink and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so I naturally am a joyous person. Like I love to smile. I love to laugh. I love to have fun, you know, and, um, there was a season in my life though, where, um, I lost that joy and I lost it for a while, y'all. Like, um, my first relationship that I was in, I was, where I was in love with, you know, your first love, you know, you, you're going to be married and everything's going to be beautiful and you're going to have the children and, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And that relationship did not look like, um, I thought it would look. It was a relationship full of turmoil and arguments and just a bunch of tears and like a tearing down of really self-esteem, which um, I don't think you recognize that you, that you can get your self-esteem kind of torn down until you're in a situation where you kind of lose that. Um, or maybe not even self losing your self-esteem, but feeling that you're not enough you know, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, or you're messing up, and that's why um, the, the relationship isn't working well, right? And so that kind of gave me some blows, and that, it broke me more than a little bit. It broke me a lot, and it was like a season, a long season of my life, where a lot of tears were shed, and not recognizing that this is not what love is supposed to feel like. And like, if it is love, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be crying every day. You shouldn't be begging somebody to spend time with you or include you in, in their life. Like that's, that's not the basis of a lasting relationship. Early twenties, you know, you, you don't know, you really don't know. Um, and sometimes we just accept things and we accept crumbs just because we we want to make things work. 
and um and like as we talked about last week we talked about like red flags and you know things like that but sometimes where the lord is trying to stop us he's giving us all these red flags but we see red flags thinking it's like oh pay attention over here come this way no that, that red flag means stop right and but you sometimes are on a trajectory that you just cannot stop it and i feel i feel like that's where i was and so then I get into that relationship ended very poorly, like um, it ended. And then I get into this next relationship that was never supposed to be my relationship. Um, and that one, I tried to force to work, right? I tried to force it. I tried to make something that never really was supposed to be like, and that's not to be disrespectful to the other person. It's just where I personally was in my life and the person that he was and where he was in his life, we were not each other's people. However, we ended up getting um, stuck together. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you want to call it, but caught up in this relationship that was never supposed to be a lasting relationship. And um, to kind of like make a long story, very long story short, in this relationship, I was probably maybe 25, I got pregnant. And so within this relationship, I got pregnant. And it was a very trying time for me because like I said, I grew up in church. And when you grow up in church, there are certain things you don't do. <laughs> like, especially as an unmarried woman, you don't go out and get pregnant before you are married. I grew up in Baptist church in Alabama. Like, it is it told to us, no, you know, you waited till you get married, then you have the babies. And so, you know, here I am in a relationship that was not supposed to be my relationship. And, and... I got pregnant, and so I had to tell my parents, I had to tell my sisters, I had to tell my friends that, hey, y'all, like, I'm pregnant, and I remember having those conversations, having the conversations with my sisters and crying on the phone to them, like, I'm sorry, I messed up, like, you know, telling my mom, hey, I'm sorry, I messed up, but this is what the reality of it is, you know, like, here we are here we are, you know, and then having to tell the person that actually I was like breaking up with, I feel like he was moving. I don't know. Hey, I'm pregnant. So now what, you know, and because of that, that relationship didn't end because we both made the decision that this is what we did. So we got to, 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 go to walk through this season together, right? And so we ended up staying together and um, I ended up miscarrying in that relationship. And at that point, uh, like, I feel like I had, my joy was still kind of there, but I was like holding on to it like, with the tips of my fingers. And so when I had a, the miscarriage, it broke me. Like, I was completely broken. I was completely shattered. And honestly, 
did not know how to smile again, how to laugh again, and for a long time, honestly, lived um, in autopilot. Just like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get up, I'm supposed to go to work, I'm supposed to tell jokes, and, you know, because I'm the funny person, make everybody else laugh, and then come home at night and lay in my bed and sob and cry myself to sleep and really, like, cry out to the Lord, like, I make the pain in my heart go away. There, you know, there's the pain of heartbreak. And then there's the pain of losing a life, especially a life that you're growing. And I had never experienced that type of pain before. And I, you know, wouldn't want anybody to experience that kind of pain because it feels like, like, just like such a crushing, such a crushing. And there were so, so many nights and I was like, God, like, hear me, like, hear me, heal me, take this pain away, you know? And one day I started smiling again. And in that, and in that time also, I had to also start praying for forgiveness because I was not walking in a life that was pleasing to the Lord, you know, like, I got pregnant out of, out of marriage. You know, I was not remaining pure in what the Lord says. I was not respecting what he says a relationship and a marriage is supposed to look like, you know? And so then became, then became the season of dealing with like that and the shame that comes along with that, as well as trying to heal my heart, you know? And, um, as I was trying to, to work through that, I met somebody else that, um, I kind of thought maybe this, this was, um, my person. Turns out they were not my person, but that fight, like, when I say I found out that they were not my person, it was in such I don't even know how to put it into words, but it shattered me. So I was already fragile. I was already fragile, you know, trying to heal my heart from, from, you know, the loss of, of a child and trying to get my life back on track and, and to start over. I was back. I was changing jobs, changing my career path. Um, I had been in counseling, doing not physically in counseling, but counseling others. Um, that was my, the career path that I thought I was supposed to be going down, um, mental health counseling and um, figuring out that that was not where I was supposed to be and going back into sales. So I was transitioning in jobs and just met somebody that I felt like, or I thought, you know, clicked all the boxes that I wanted, that I was interested in at, a t at the time. But that person was really playing games. And um, when it came down to it, they chose somebody else over me. And, but tore 
my heart into shreds um, in the process of saying, I don't want you, I want somebody else, right? Which is fine because you date in order to find out who is your person. But as Christians, we can't date to find, not even as Christians, even as just individuals, you can't date with the intent of finding somebody to make you whole. Like the intention is to have somebody that adds to everything that you already have, right? And so I was trying to find somebody to kind of heal the scars of these other failed relationships that have left. And so put way too much weight into trying to make this other thing over here work that when it didn't work, that out of the other relationships and was like probably the hardest, the hardest thing. And so, you know, when the Lord was like, you're not healed. I was like, you're, you're right. I'm not because I'm healed from the hurt and the loss of the miscarriage. Like I was able to find joy again. I'm able to laugh, but where the healing isn't complete and like walking into this season of saying, wait, well, I thought I was fixed. I thought I was better, but recognizing that I'm not angry with anybody and I'm not holding on to any type of like grudges or jealousy or like hurt feelings, right? Like, but the residue, as the pastor called it, the residue of those relationships is still on my shoulders. And so what I have recognized and like what I've been praying about, but not being able to pinpoint it is that the Lord give me my emotions back. And so I am a middle child, like I said, and I have always been a super like sensitive person. Like growing up, I didn't have to get a lot of spanking <laughs> because like all my parents had to do would be look at me and I would start crying. Like you didn't even have to say anything to hurt my feelings. Like I would cry for absolutely everything, everything, everything. And so, you know, going through these relationships throughout my 20s and allowing other people to have so much control in my life that it would have me in tears so much. And then to not just tears to the point where, like I said, like I was shattered. I was just shredded, like sobs, like just like heart-wrenching sobs that are going through your body. And so I like heart, I don't, I don't even like to say that. Like I, but I kind of heart of my heart to allowing people to hurt me. And, you know, and after that I was like, well, I need to take some time off from dating really 
because I need to, I need to heal myself. I need to heal my heart. I need to know who I am now because I'm clearly not the same person. I'm not the same innocent person that I was seven, eight, nine years ago. Like with, you know, like so many hopes and dreams and aspirations and, um, you know, thoughts about what I thought love was and what I thought love looked like. Because before you can accept love from another person, like first you have to recognize that you serve a, a God that loves you. So feeling worthy of God's love and then seeing what he says, what love is and what love looks like, you know, like, okay, well, do I even do that for myself? Do I, am I like loving towards myself? Do I know what that looks like? So first, accepting that that God loves me, you know, accepting his love, and then learning to, to be happy, to be whole as an individual, and to the point where I didn't recognize that I wasn't allowing emotions, like, and feelings um, to, to happen. And so I don't know if anybody has ever been in that situation where it's like, well, I thought I had dealt with all these things. I thought I was over all these things, you know? And so like, I've just been praying like, Lord, give me my emotions back. Like, I want to feel again. And so at that brunch yesterday, I like... It's like, this is what she's telling me. This is what the Lord is wants of me. Like, I don't have to carry all that all the time. And I don't have to be okay all the time. And crying and like feeling emotions doesn't make you weak. Like we are humans. We are emotional creatures. And so I just recently, like, you know, I talked about this last week, got to the point where I'm like, oh, maybe I want to date again. And then I'm like, but I don't want to get my feelings hurt. So, like, how do you do that, you know? And so I just, quite interesting um, when we think we're somewhere that we're not. And it's not easy. It's really not easy to, to accept that because, like, I was almost in tears this morning driving to church. I was like, I'm not healed. And if I don't allow God access to all areas of me, of my heart, then I won't get that heat. You know, like, what am I trying to hold on to? Like, what am I holding on to? I'm hurting myself, you know? And of course, I'm going to be alone if I can't learn to accept the love of Christ that he fully loves me, but also the love of other people. Like, you don't have to put up walls. You don't have to put up barriers to protect yourself because if it is the right person in your life, then 
they're not going to purposefully, purposefully seek out to hurt you, purposefully seek out to tear you down or tell you that you're less than or unworthy. And if that is what's happening, then, you know, like that's not somebody that's supposed to be a part of your life because God wants so much more for us. Like he wants so much better for us and we have to give him access to all the areas, not just like, well, all right, God, you can have my back. You know, you can have control of my finances. You can have control of my home. You can have control of my job. But I still have to be the one that picks my spouse. Like, no, no, no. Clearly, if that were the case, like, if we were good at it, like, we wouldn't be seeing relationships falling apart left and right, you know? Like, we wouldn't be seeing infidelity, you know? Like, all these different things if we all had it right. And so it's like surrendering everything, like all areas. And I'm just saying these things like it's easy. But even saying it isn't easy. Even saying it is difficult. But more so than saying it is is believing it. Like you're worthy of love. You're worthy of a partner. You're worthy of forgiveness. You're worthy to feel every emotion under the sun. Like God gave us these emotions. Like if we weren't supposed to feel them, he wouldn't give them to us. So why put up all these walls so that you don't feel them? And so that's where I am today, y'all. And that's walking and healing or not walking and healing when you think you are, or learning to forgive yourself, you know, like, dang, I mess up so much that how can God forgive me if I can't even forgive myself? And, you know, kind of like tricking ourselves into thinking that, I mean, that's what, I know that's what I've done. Like, I'm okay, I'm fine. I just put on a, a happy face and I smile, but the Lord is kind of like dealing with me in that area. And, you know, I desire to be whole. I desire to be happy, I desire to be healed. And what does that look like? What does full submission look like? What does full trust look like? You know, I wish I could give you the answers for it. But like, I mean, I don't have them. I just know I have my word, I have my word here and um, just kind of like trusting that the Lord is faithful and holding on to, you know, that faith, uh, that faith that I had as a child, you know, like knowing that the Lord hears our prayers. And if I'm praying something that is in alignment with his word, then he, then he's going to give it to me, you know? It, it says anything that you ask in, in his name, in Jesus' name, he will give to you. But of course, it has to be in alignment with, with what his word said. It can't be like, you know, just out here. And for, you know, I don't know, whatever. Something that I just want, not something that I need or something that is harmful you know, that is not going to 
not going to be of a benefit to me. And I'm sitting here going through because there was a verse that I wanted to share too. Um, and it is because I was just trying to like think of ways that, um, like what does the Bible say about like, you know, when you're hurt, when you're broken, when you're, your, your feelings are hurt, you know, like he, how do we heal ourselves? Like, what does that even look like? And, um, I was just going to read the one verse, but I feel like I need to read just like the block of verses for it to have concept, but it's Isaiah 61. And I'm just going to do one through three. And it says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Even right there, like, bind up the brokenhearted. Like, we can't do it. We can't do it on our own, you know? Bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And like, and it's so good because like, we don't have to like, not know. We don't have to not have the answers because the Lord gives us these answers. And he tells us who he is and what he's going to do and what he's going to give back to us, you know? And it's just all about the posture, like the posture of our hearts, you know? And like being able to put ourselves in a place where we can receive it and know that, that he loves us and we're worthy of his forgiveness and we don't have to walk in shame and we don't have to walk around brokenhearted. Because he's here to to heal the broken hearts, to give us like man a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. I need to highlight that. Just a garment of praise, and you know, instead of a spirit of despair. And the word says that the Lord inhabits the praises of His people, and so just. Being in an area where I can praise the Lord and know that he's here with me and he is doing this thing with me and I'm, I don't have to do it alone and I don't have to hold everything so tight to my chest and try to figure it out. Like I don't have to be in control all the time. And so I, that's kind of where I am today and I don't have any answers, don't have any solutions. All I know is that it's so important to like cling to, to the Lord and cling to his word and just rem remember what his character is and who he says he is. That, you know, he is our provider. He is our healer. You know, he fights the battle for us. So 
yeah, that's where I am on this Sunday. <laughs> and I am just hopeful and expectant. Expectant, I think, is the best word. I'm expectant because I know that in this year that the Lord is going to do something to like blow my mind. And I can't try to do it on my own or with on my in my own understanding or based off of my own abilities because um Proverbs nineteen twenty one, let me get it says let me see here, y'all. I'm gonna leave y'all with this, okay? It says let's see here, Proverbs nineteen twenty one says many are the plans in a person's heart but it is the lord's purpose that prevails and so it's time to like lay down my own agenda and my own plans and trust in the lord because he's gonna point me in the right direction so y'all be blessed thank you for listening if you hung out and listened to me ramble on for 45 minutes and I'll be back next week and um, be back with some more friends or by myself. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks for being here with me on We Just Talking.